Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Clarksdale. Oh, yes. Bruisedale? That's what I would go with, yes, Bruisedale. That is a, a fertile, fertile land for uh, some great football players. Oh, yeah. A lot of greats come out of Clarksdale. I mean, two, yeah. two all pros currently in the NFL, JT Gray and Eldon Jenkins, both from Clarksdale. Terrence Metcalf from Clarksdale? From Clarksdale. Oh, uh, sorry, I just lost my Mario Hagan. Mario Hagan, yep. from Clarksdale. Yeah. Kelly Jones. Kelly Jones, the newest Bulldog from Clarksdale. That, that's Charles you know, Mitchell. Charles Mitchell is another one, yeah. Metcalf is like the exception. That's an old, yeah. that, that's a state. It's career. a state. It's that's a state that's spot. old school Melvin Smith going oh, to the yeah. Delta and getting players. Yeah. Ole, Ole Miss back in the day would have no shot in, yeah. in Clarksdale. Metcalf was like their own, the only one they ever got. So, and I think Mississippi State's presence made a difference for Kelly Jones too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think Strange Brew would have made a difference. Strange Brew makes a difference wherever they go. There's That's no right. question about that. And you need to check them out at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. If you want to have great coffee every single morning, you can have the best. It's just a click away at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. I tweeted out a link on uh, on Monday. Check that out if you have it. You know, we talked Jackie Sherrill used to always like to talk about uh, you know, when state wins, you got to put that coffee cup on the on the edge of your desk. Um, you know, coffee cups these days, that's, that's, that's old news. You want to get one of those cool tumblers. And so they've got a bunch of them at, uh, at Strange Brew. I sent out one, the, the M over S one, which, you know. I want to think, by the way, I want to point something out. I'm going to point this out to you, Robbie. So when I, you know, when I look at, Strang- at College Corner's website, right, everything that's sold out is State and M over S and Walking Bully. They got, Shocking. They got a lot of Banner M stuff, though, if you're interested. Shocking. They got plenty of that. Plenty of that in the back, but but the other stuff's running out. Other stuff, quick. they it flies off the shelf. Which is thanks to you guys. We appreciate you shopping at College Corner. When you're looking for something maroon and white, check out the two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet and Flowwood by the Half Shell, or shop online at CollegeCornerStore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starville's flagship restaurant, there on the corner of Washington and Main Street. The best lunch in town. The best blue plate. The best country cooking. But then they're able to turn it around every single night when they're open and have some great white tablecloth dining. So if you want to have something casual, you head there during the day, and after the, the sun goes down, you want, to, you want to get all gussied up, 
You head over there. I love saying that. You head over there in the evening time. Whatever you're looking for, you can get a great meal every time you walk in the door at restaurant. Tyler. Uh, Still no offensive coordinator as of 1.51 p.m. here on uh, on a Monday afternoon. No, no reason to think that there will be one. Uh, Zach Arnett, as as you know, left uh, yesterday uh, for the co- the coaches' uh, convention. Left after the women's basketball game. Um, Robbie saw him there. I did. So saw him with own two eyes. I really wish you had gone and spoken to him, and you could have screwed something else up. Hey Zach, how you do? Well, that's not how you talk. That, to that's me. how you're going to greet me. We're not going to shake hands. You know what's going on. That's that's you're, you're just approaching the, the, me the wrong way. The Robbie Falk, Zach Arnett slash Jim Halpert, Charles Minor <laughs> relationship. I am going and I'm I'm going to Dwight shoot the hell out of that. I'll just be honest with you. Every time we're in a press conference, you're gonna you're gonna ag well, it on. You know now that I can go to press conferences again because we're gonna yeah. we're, we're back to 11 a.m. Baby, and we're he'll back. probably be early. I was talking to somebody at MSU. The He's other like day. a drill sergeant. They were like, we might have those at nine in the morning. I yeah, mean, it might literally be like I drop my kids off at school. And I come to the press conference. It, yeah. it might be that easy. Well, you, um, you slackers are late. Every time you speak. Yeah. I, I, this is how I'm going to phrase every question to Zach Arnett. I'm just going to let you know. It's going to be like, Coach, uh, Robbie and I were on the podcast the other day, and he was talking about how he feels that your defense just hasn't really been getting it done in late-game situations. I look at the last two games and see that you know you were able to close those games out. He actually yeah. might be like, you know what? He's right. He might go that way, but he might go the other way with you. He might just be like... He, might, he might be like, you know, whatever I say, yeah. he's going the opposite. So, you know, well, that's you, the thing about Arnett. Like, you have to... You have to think about every like if I say the when I'm supposed to say like an or something. Yeah, I, I just screwed up the whole thing. Like you got to think about every you're word. Gonna, you're gonna you end up use. making a Ben Wade up there. You're gonna be like, I'm freaking freak out, out right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've had some classic moments with coaches. I feel yeah, oh, like. yeah. You know, I had the thing with with uh, with Mullen about the days of, days of our lives, you and then Becky, yeah, your wife called, called. and then um, you know. Leach said something about like you know we like I, I must have gone into sports writing for the math or something like that. Yeah, Lamonis didn't want to talk to you. In That's Omaha. right. And then and then he walks into your Christmas party and was like, "You told me Robbie wasn't going to be here. They did. I, I wouldn't have come if Robbie was going to be here. I forgot about that. Can we tell him the other one, the other great one about you with Vic From, Schaefer? Oh yeah, come come, come talk with me, brother. <laughs> so let's let's tell this story. I'll, I'll give you my perspective, and then you you could tell what Vic wanted to talk to you about. So we're just sitting there. We 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 were talking to Vic, have his press conference, and he wraps up. And as he stands up, he looks at Robbie. Goes, Robbie, come outside and have a word with me, brother. <laughs> and literally, it was like being in fifth grade again. Like everybody, was, everybody was in there. Like, oh, I know. We I all looked knew. at everybody. I was like, what? We all knew. So he goes out there. He comes back in, and you could just tell he had been crawled. <laughs> what did he say? So Vic State had played Troy. I think it, I think it was Troy that they played, like the the night before or something. They played a non conference team and just beat the dog out of them. And the next day we had it was football season, so we had like a feature on the front page of you know I forget what what was going on, but it was a feature on the front page for somebody. Vic's. The my game story was on the second page, so it's not on the front page of the sports section. It's on the second page, and Vic was upset about that. He's he thought that that should have been on the front page, like front and center. 
And I told him, I was like, well, first of all, Vic, I, I just write the story and send it in. I'm not the editor. I don't place the story anywhere. I send it to Nashville. <laughs> yeah, right. I, you know, I send it in, and, you know, Danny P puts it where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And I said, I mean, quite frankly, Vic, you beat, like, directional school by 50 points in the middle of football <laughs> season. Like, that's just not – you're just not going to to get <laughs> primary real estate right now, okay? Uh-huh. And by the way, I've been all over the country following your team for the last five years. So, like, you, I think you've gotten some great coverage from – and I came back in and I said that. I'm like, Neil Price was like, I lived in Knoxville where the Lady Vols were, like, a big deal, and they never got the front page. You, you left out the best part. Because I remember it was when he said, you don't think that Don Staley's using this against me in recruiting? <laughs> This is recruiting tactic. That we're not on the front page of our hometown paper. You don't think that Gino Ariama's using this? Like, <laughs> when you told me that, I was just like, okay. He's, he's, but you know what? He's lost it. You know what? What? I bet he got the Vic, front page next time. <laughs> I'll say this about Vic. Like, you talk about somebody that gets it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a guy that was not going to be told women's basketball doesn't oh, belong. No, no. Women's basketball's not a big deal. No, no. He from the very beginning, he he wanted women's basketball to be important in the state and he made it important. He made it, you're right. How dude. many times have you seen 10,005 10, in the in the hump since 2004? Only for the women. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the greatest atmospheres I've ever experienced was South Carolina Mississippi State yeah, women's basketball. Yeah. So that's a testament <laughs> to him, but that's just that just tells you what kind of personality Vic Schaefer is, Man. and his de- like he was so demanding of his team getting the the media de- it deserved. I oh, think he yeah. like, I th- it was almost kind of like a bully. Like you better come cover my team because we would have like oh, every we publication there. was there for we just a random there. press conference. Yeah, I was I was always there. Yeah. Like you felt like you had to be there, or Vic was going to call you out. Come have a word with me, brother. That's what. The One time he he called out like. You know, I wish the Clarion Ledger could would actually the state's largest newspaper would actually yeah. come cover my press conferences or something like he that. Did. He and did. Tyler. Yeah. The Texas guy. Which are now, you know, yeah. Now they're best buds. Exactly. They're both longhorns. No, I, I went to um <coughs> Vic had texted me, like I always feel like obligated when he comes to Mississippi, like I mm-hmm. need to go see him, even if he's in Jackson. That's a good relationship to keep because that's the guy who's, you know. He'll like send me a message, be like, "Hey, I'm going to be in Jackson." Yeah, just uh, letting you know. And so, like, I went and I went and saw him play Jackson State. And yeah, I got a good chat with him. He's yeah. a he's a good guy. Yeah, that's a good. one. I don't have a story like that. Is what makes me sad. I don't have like a coach like you know. Mo- I, most of mine are coaches like you know crawling me. We had Mullen. Yeah, that that time when with, he uh, when he the, cussed me out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. What did he say? I'm gonna be suspended <laughs> for two. Games. He told me he was gonna be suspended for two games, and he was gonna have to fly to Indianapolis <laughs> to meet with the NCAA because I did a Vine video of his team doing workouts out on the practice field. Yeah, which by the way, every single person out there was taking like, video was doing it. Yeah, but of course, I was. The That's one. how long this has been. By the way, he did a Vine. Lee Davis is telling me, "Yeah, uh, Dan said he's gonna let you stay." Surprised like, she had what? time. Just saying, I'm just saying. It's okay. Let's not even do that. Well, you know, we aren't. <laughs> so I'm trying to think. Like I had, I had two phone calls from John Cohen <laughs> that you didn't answer. No, that was I didn't answer the one the other day. Uh, I, I was talking about. I had two that I did answer where he was upset at me. One was before Lamonis got hired, and 
I had done a podcast like, you know, John had What's gone going on? on. Well, John had gone on the radio and said, I'm going to hire somebody who has College World Series experience. Yep. And then it clearly wasn't going to be McDonald and it clearly wasn't going to be Schlossnagel. And I was like, he missed out. Yeah. And he tried to play the whole, I mean, it could, I could have meant an assistant or a player. And I'm like, right. yeah, we all know that's kind of not what you meant. Yeah. So, not that it didn't work out for State perfectly, but yeah. And then he got on me, uh, the, uh, the Andy Koska thing, when he when Leach oh, yeah. wouldn't let him answer a question or whatever, and mm-hmm. wouldn't let him ask a question, and I, I went on the radio. I was just like, "Look, if you don't want the guy to ask questions, that's fine. Pull him off to the side and be like, this is the situation. You don't have to embarrass him like that.'" And and John tried to justify it as like, "You know the clear," and I was like, "John, I, nobody knows more than what the Clarion Ledger has done than me." But still, and I yeah. was like, and he was like, "Well, oh, you're right." And he thought he took Koska out to lunch. I'm like, "What the hell?" I never got a lunch out of you. What, did, have I ever publicly talked about the hot dog thing? <laughs> I don't know how we got on this topic. We're just airing it. We're just airing everything it's, out. It's, you know, it's funny. Festivus was like two weeks ago, but we're going to air the grievances. <laughs> Tell the hot dog story. It is a classic. I know some people remember that that yeah. time when I tweeted out a picture of the hot dog <laughs> at that um, thing was at halftime. So it, it's not you know I. The hot dog, I'm sure, was fine when it was cooked, but when it sits in those like those things those steamers, and it collects yeah. like um, moisture and stuff, something happens to the hot dog and it just looks bad. So I get the hot dog and I'm just starving. I'm in the press box and like there's nothing to eat but ice cream. Of course, I'm going to have the ice cream, but I also want something else. Want some sustenance. sustenance. Yeah, that's right. So I get the hot dog. I unwrap wrap the paper and I'm like, oh my god, this thing is blue. Like, it was literally blue. It looked like it could kill me. I can see if I could find that tweet. I think I might have deleted it. I don't know. Yeah, you might have. So, <laughs> I tweeted out, and I said, "Can it, does, uh, should I eat this? Is all I said. And it was, like, just getting, like, you know, just ratioed or whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> the next, no, the Monday after that, I get a phone call from someone in the athletic department. I don't want to name no, don't, who it don't is. name any names. Someone in the athletic department who's no longer here calls me and said, "Do you realize how much time we just spent in a meeting with all the athletic officials talking about your tweet?" And I was like, "What did I tweet? What did I say?" <laughs> He's like, "Your hot dog tweet." I said, "Y'all spent an hour of your time or whatever." Talking about my hot dog tweet, <laughs> like John Cohen's talking about it. They're all, you we know, all have, the we can't have these hot dogs. <laughs> we can't have hot dogs. Like, like they that. wanted to address, like, what's going on with the hot dogs? Is there something wrong with the hot dogs? And then I was in trouble. Like, why am I in trouble for this? Yeah, you just tweeted a picture of the hot dog. And so, I mean, I was like, I'm, I apologize, but he was like, "You're getting free food and you're complaining about it." I was like. Well, I mean, if you give us a piece of crap and tell us to eat it, is that should we not be able to com- complain about that just because it's free? Yeah, I, that's what I say and all it, the time. Like, and I, un- un- contrary to popular belief, I don't <laughs> complain about the free food. But I did. If, if I had opened that up and been like, I'd have been like, come on, yeah, yeah. And I, I might have had the same. I probably would have had the same reaction. I didn't mean anything bad by it, and I actually ended up contacting the the company that was that made those hot dogs yeah. because I respect the people that made those, and they make great food. Yeah, and I wanted to let them know, like, like I was not, I was not taking you a shot. It was funnier the more than anything. I thought else. it was just funny. Yeah. The hot dog looked really bad. Yeah, 
And it was actually good. I, I actually ate it. Oh. And it was good. I would not have done that. Um, well, I didn't eat it that week. I ate it the next week. And I did were get you the there stomach this, virus this year? after that. The, Theo had, a, had a, an incident like that this year. With a hot dog? Yeah. Have you not seen it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Say, I got a picture of it. Yeah, it's oof. It's just, you know, hot dogs don't look good. They don't good. keep great. They don't. Like, they're off, and, right off the grill, they're great. Yeah. But... And it's like, not really like I don't blame the people that made them. No, like and like I said, the it's people just a that bad situation. They're, they're, those hot dogs when we get them at halftime are probably a couple hours old. Yeah, at best. And and like I said, the company that did that yeah. I respect greatly yeah. and I love their yeah. food. But it was just funny <laughs> that day. Like I tweeted that picture out, and <laughs> two days later. We we've been talking about this for an hour. Spending, we put, I'm just trying to the, picture like the email <laughs> chain of we like this tweet goes out there like the tweets included in the email like we're gonna have to have a meeting about this. <laughs> Leah Beasley, Leah Beasley, John Cohen, Rhett maybe at that time was the, was I don't here. think he was there. I don't know. Scott Weatherby. They put that. He said they put it on like a, the projector screen. <laughs> it just has my picture up there. Should I eat this? <laughs> Should I Should eat, I eat this? Let's let's talk about this, guys. Let's talk about this. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, by the way, at least one person was like, I don't see what's wrong with that hot dog. Yeah, you know, I would at least it. one person stood up and said that. Of course they did. That thing it was rancid. I can't believe you ate it. Though the funny thing is, the ne- I, I said I ate the hot dog. I didn't eat that one. I ate the one the next week. Yeah, just like for like a truce. Yeah, I got sick. <laughs> That's why I don't eat hot dogs. You know what those? You know what hot dogs are? Yes, I do. We better not say that on. on I can words. say it and make it work. Mm. Just got to use the Dusty Rhodes voice. Okay. They're lips and ears holes, brother. <laughs> uh, <coughs> do we have any Ooh. more? I'm trying to think. Do I have another one? I don't know how we got down this path, but I'm enjoying hey, it. It's fun. Cause we're talking about Arnett calling you out. Yeah. Arnett so far has called. <laughs> he called me out. He got me for. Uh, I asked him. He said that he didn't like that question the way you asked well, it. Well, no, he, what he said was, I asked him, I said, you know, I gave a couple of examples of what had happened in 2020. I was like, in, tw- in this spring, you know, what's the one area you feel like you've got to get better at? And he's just like, well, if we're being, being honest here, I don't think that's a very good question. we got to get better in all areas. Like, I'm not going to just focus on one area. we got to focus on all areas. That's just not a, it's not a real question. Is, like, it like, <laughs> is that necessary? <laughs> <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. You could have just said pass defense. That's fine. Yeah. You, you had to get me. That's fine. And I'm, then here's the funny part is I saw him at a practice when he wasn't playing the role of Zach Arnett. Yeah. And I was like, you called me out. He's like, no, I didn't. And I was like, hold on. Because I had clipped it. I had yeah. it on my phone. And I was like, this dude, he's like, well, it wasn't a good question. <laughs> <laughs> he is He is totally different. I don't, I don't, like, I don't know if he feels like he's got a – you know, be a little more stern up there, but mm-hmm. like when he gets away from the microphone, mm-hmm. he's not so gruff, right? You know, right, right. Well, I mean, I, I get that. Another one for me, not not the same thing, but I was interviewing Spurrier, and I I was not a hundred percent sure if he was inside or outside receivers. I just was not. I was like, I don't. I want to be sure I'm right. So I Googled it, and his 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 thing said Steve Spurrier Jr., son of, and it was his mom's name. Not son of Steve Spurrier, son of whatever his mom's name is. I don't remember. Yeah. So before the interview starts, I'm like, I just want to let you know that if you Google you, it says you're the son of your mom, not your dad. I thought he was going to pee himself. He's laughing. He was like, he's like, oh, that's funny. I'm going to have to tell dad about that one. 
<laughs> that's a good one there. Um, and then, like, Lamonis and I haven't ever had, like, a real run-in. I, I need I to find think. out if there's some kind of beef between. Like, I don't know if you and like, Lamonis. No, it's not. Is, is he, he just, just playing a I role? Think just, you think? I think he just likes to pick on you. He unfollowed me on Twitter. Oh, maybe there is some heat then. I, I think he unfollowed everybody though. He doesn't. He never followed me. I don't think. I think so. he unfollowed like all the media. Yeah. Like it was. It was after the national championship too. Like I don't know if he was like just trying to get away He's from big time in us. I don't know. That might be it. He might have just been and like Matt Whited to... us. Oh, now let's not go down that path. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Love you, Matt. He unf- uh, Matt unfollowed Matt everybody. Unfo- Matt, Matt follows like six people on Twitter. Yeah. Like, like he follows like the football account. I think he probably follows Arnett now. I'm sure he followed Leach. And at one point it was like Neil following like Jason Crowder. Well, you know, which was a slap in the face. Crowder is an important guy. How dare you? <coughs> Crowder is very important. I like Jason. <laughs> <sighs> You're right well, over there. You, you've turned into me. I don't know. You're like I'm just coughing gotten, today. I've gotten into a coughing fit here. I, I think we're all we're all we're all in trouble. I'm trying to think. Is there anything left? Like Howland and I. I've never had anything with Howland. Like his first after game press conference, I made him really really happy. I do remember that because he had said something in his pregame press conference. You're talking about, about the Lakers or something? No, no. He was in the pregame press conference. He had talked about wanting to be able to score in transition even after made buckets. Yeah. And in that first ever game they played against like Eastern Washington or whoever it was, mm-hmm. they had eight points. I kept track. Eight points, four buckets off of made off the other team's makes. So I asked him about that in the press conference. I was like, you brought this up the other day, and you had. And he's like, we had eight, we had eight points. That's exactly right. And he was so happy that somebody else had been paying attention. I guess. But yeah, Howland used to love to talk about the Lakers with us. Oh yeah, huge Lakers fan. He was talking sometimes. He's like, I don't know if you know this guy, Gary Vitti. And you and I were like, we know exactly who <laughs> Gary Vitti is. We know he's a legend. And he's yes. like, oh, he's, he's great. So I saw the only time I ever saw Howland out in public. I saw. I, I'm not making this up. Was at uh, the Force Awakens. I went to go yes. see it with Bob. He was a movie guy. Yeah, Big I saw him guy. at Free State of Jones. And uh He sat he sat right in front of me at Free like, State of Jones. He walked right past me and Bob. This was back when Bob still worked here. Yeah. Never, no one word. He was locked into the Force Awakens. He is a hu- he was a huge, huge movie, movie guy. guy. Like he would go to the movies by himself. So and then with I'm trying to think at Canizero, all jokes aside, like Bob and I did that uh we did an ask Bob Carscadden with him. Yeah. Which was fun, but not, nothing really note noteworthy. He would have been a, he would have been a fun guy to like have around like mm-hmm. for for a while, mm-hmm. but yeah, we, I'm we sure he rather, would. Yeah, and then so we dropped in a couple of names in this show that yeah you know. yeah yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I had a lot of interactions with Andy. Like I got I had gotten really close with Andy. Mm-hmm. Like he was he was giving me a good bit of information and stuff. Yeah. But um, I th- and, and as uh, no no offense to Lamonis, Lamonis did a great job coaching that team. But I think that Karen Zero probably could have gotten there too. Eventually, yeah, that team I feel was like just, it. Yeah, because I mean it's the same guys. And not if they w- if they would have continued to be kind of distracted. Yeah. I don't I don't and, know that because Bednar signed with with Lamonis. Lamonis yeah. So I mean that, he's such a huge piece. But, and then there were some that signed with with Gary too. Yeah, like they, it was kind of like a. A mixture it was a of all huge the mixture, and Cohen had some players on that team too. Rowdy was still one of his players. I think. I think, I think so. uh, Luke Hancock was too. Yes, I so, believe so. Yeah, I mean, just it was like four different coaches had something. It was a to do hodgepodge. Yeah. So, and I give Lamona's full credit for being able to pull the strings on that. I mean, he did did a great job. 
Lamonis and I, like, I'm trying to think if we ever had any like any kind of run in. Well, I, had, I will tell you a story, a good story about Chris Lamonis. That after Mike Leach passed away, like two days later, maybe the day later, he actually called me. He's like, "Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Just checking on me." Because you know, and a lot of people checked on me after that, and I I felt guilty about that. I don't know if I think I brought that up on the podcast we di- I did without you, um, where I was just like, you know, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird. It's really weird. It still is right now. Like, you know, here we are almost a month later. Well, it's, I mean, it's still, Chris, Chris was closer to Leach than, than any of us. Yeah. Yeah. And he, but he was just like, I just want to check on you. I, know, I was just like, I'm, I'm good. I appreciate it. But I just thought that was like really nice that, you know, and I, I, may, I hate to out him here for that because he did it, you know, as a, as a friend. But I, I just want to show you what kind of guy Chris Lamonis is. He's a great guy. So, Moorhead, did we have? Moorhead. He, Moorhead was fun. Like, he, he really was fun. He, like, so he was a great guy. Not a good coach, but a great guy. The, uh, I think he was mad at me that one time after the LSU game because I I had been giving him the business, you know, because that team was not good mm-hmm. in nineteen. And remember, I don't know if you remember this or not. My cousin Stephen certainly does because he kept he clipped the video and still sends it to me every now and then. But he finished the press conference with, "We all right, Brian? We all right?" Yeah, and I was just like, "Yep." <laughs> yeah, and uh, like he was like too in tune to what everybody was he, saying. He had a little, and I'm not, I don't mean this from like the, I'm a hypocritical liar scumbag point of view, but he, he had a little too much you freeze. Yeah. And what I'm, he just, he, he, I knew he kept up on social media and he was looking at stuff and he was listening to the podcast and reading articles. I just articles. like, I, f- I feel like you I don't want my coaches doing that. I, I really do want, if, I know the players can't help it, but from a head coaching perspective, I do want you to block out the noise. Yes. Like, you, you, head coaches are smart enough to know when they're on the hot seat. Yep. They know when they need to win. I don't need you reading and listening to par- podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I, I'm, thank you for, for listening, but it, it really does you no good, I don't think, to listen I made to some of this. Morehead laugh really hard one time because I would drop my oldest daughter off at middle school. And there was always this kid walking up who looked just like Moorhead's kid. And he was a big, tall kid. I was like, that's got to be his son. Mm-hmm. And I'd see him every day, and I never said anything to the kid because, you know, he doesn't know me. But I was just like, there's Moorhead's kid. And then one, I told him, I was like, and then one day I saw him walking up with a Cincinnati Bengals shirt on. He was like, that's not my damn kid. <laughs> I was like, you're right. Yeah, I shared a few uh, I shared a few conversations about the Steelers. Yeah, y'all were Steelers, big Steelers. Yeah, I remember you wore a Steelers polo one time. He was just like, look at that. Yeah. He he would like he would like call it out in the middle of the press press conference like I like your shirt. <laughs> what time in the press conference I asked the question and he looked at me he's like did you get a haircut? <laughs> and I was like yeah he's like you look good. <laughs> the best like, one was Joe. when the best one was when Heavisley came in here was like all right I was told that oh, one of you I guys forgot did. about that yes <laughs> Kyle Niblett sold me out sold me down the river so we're sitting there doing this was the when we did the preseason media day yeah so we got to talk to all the assistants and all that. Hevesy walks to the podium and he's like, which one of you does an impression of me? <laughs> and I'm just like, Like right Aw. off the bat. And that's the first thing he said. It was literally, the first, he's like, hey, how are you guys doing? Like, Who does the impression of me? And I'm like, me? He's like, well, let's hear it. And so I, ju- <laughs> I tried to roll one off. And he's like, it's not very good. Yeah, it was, it was the one about like popping your hips. Pop your or hips or something. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, it's not, it's not very good. And Kyle Niblett. <laughs> <laughs> sold me out. He told Hevesy, he's like, by the way, just yeah, so you before know, you go in there, before you, go you in got there, him fired up. You got him got him all riled up. Have you ever heard the, the Matt Stevens story about Hevesy? Yes. Uh, so I'll tell this now. Matt Stevens writes a story about Hevesy 
like a like a big profile makes him look really good. Mm-hmm. It's a good story. <clears throat> but he mentions like him dipping in the story. He gets a phone call from him and I told my wife I quit dipping. <laughs> <laughs> he was only dipping at practice, at practice. Matt Stevens observed. Yeah. <laughs> It was so something like he like trouble. like he he was at his desk or something. Yeah, and like, he's like pop, took pop a big dip in. yeah. Oh, oh man. man, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, let's move let's move on in. <laughs> now that we we'll, spent we'll talk we spent thirty minutes on that. That was fun though. By the uh, way, uh, Demar Hamlin just discharged from the hospital. That is fantastic. That news. is great to hear. Incredible. Great to hear. Um. One like our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Whenever you're looking to cook out this, it's going to be cold this weekend. We were just talking about this before the show started, that it's 70 degrees on Wednesday and it's going to be in the 30s on Friday night. Um, but if you you know you want to stay inside and you want to get a big pot of chili or a big pot of spaghetti, beef is great. But if you do want to brave the elements, get out there and fire up the grill, stand next to the open flame, I mean, a few steaks will never go wrong. Check it out. Head over to your, your grocery stores and to your butchers. Talk to them. And talk to them, put the, put out some great, great products. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked, the smoked Southern Soul Food. I've never added the yeah, the. Might as well. Might as well. Robbie and I were there this Friday. We had a we had a, we had an interesting. Uh, we got, we're going to have to call out a friend of ours here, our friend John Sokolov, who, oh. as you all know, Lane Kiffin hates. Um, <laughs> So we're we're at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. He got a salad. Yeah, that was kind of disturbing. That was weird. But but look, oh, yeah, they have everything you need. If you want to go healthy, they've got you. And here's the thing about Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Smoked meats generally tend to be pretty healthy. They like, really are. You're not, they're not fried. That's you know, right. there's you know all the fat renders out. They got all the you know great chicken sandwiches, and I got the chicken chipotle tacos. Yeah, they got the little chipotle ranch on there, but for the most part, I mean, that's 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 not bad. You know, that's a that's a qual that, you can eat low cal and still eat delicious. That's right. If I'm if I'm selling you on trying to eat healthy, you know it's good. I would I I wouldn't send you to a health food place that was you know tofu and sprouts. You know I wouldn't. You can eat you can eat good and eat good for you at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service. Every business promises it. Advantage Business Systems. Well, they can deliver it. And they deliver it with 47 years of experience. That's how they've kept the doors open, by taking care of customers, taking care of them by treating them like their neighbors. Because they are. They're Mississippi just like you are. So when you need new technology for your business, give Advantage Business Systems a call. And when that product needs some service, just call them back. You get to talk to the same guy who made you the sale. And they'll send somebody out a lot of times that very same day. The number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Uh, I tweeted it out last night. Some great new uh, quarter zips from the row. These things are fantastic, and they are they are the M over S. We are, if I did my math right, 38 days from first pitch uh, over at Duty Noble Field. So, and, you know, it's going to be cold, so you need a nice new jacket. Hit them up at the Rogue. Also, right now, they've got select styles on sale for 30% off. That's in-store and online at therogue.com. The M over S, the quality brands, and the Rogue. Don't live the three-stripe life. Just shop at the Rogue. So anyway, Zach Arnett looking for coaches. <laughs> um, oh. I will say this. 
I feel like once the offensive coordinator is in place, everything else will go into place pretty quickly. The running backs, the tight ends, um, and then obviously they need a defensive line coach. That is trending heavily to our old friend David Turner. Uh, You would think. It feels like he's the number one guy at this point. As I was told the other day, you know, Jeff Phelps is still the defensive line coach, Mm -hmm. and I think that's just kind of a technicality at this point. I do not expect that um, Jeff Phelps will be back with Mississippi State next year, but nothing official on that. It looks like Mississippi State is going to have to hire a defensive line coach, and that one just makes sense, right? I mean, mm-hmm. David Turner is is open right now. He doesn't have a job lined up. I know for a fact that David Turner would take the Mississippi State job mm-hmm. based on what I've heard, and it just it just makes sense. It falls right in line with what Zach Arnett's wanting to do with State of Mississippi recruiting and recruiting as a whole. I mean, David Turner can recruit anywhere. Mm-hmm. And also a great defensive line coach. It just makes honest. sense. Between Turner, Washington, assuming Washington stays, which I think he will, Bumpus, uh, Tony Hughes, Will Friend, and then we'll see who the other guys are, obviously. But that's from a recruiting perspective. And I think Brock's a good recruiter, too. Really that's good about recruiter. as strong as State's ever had. Yeah, from I mean, from a recruiting perspective, maybe going back to like Jackie stats when you had Jim Tompkins and yep. Melvin Smith, those guys could recruit. But like up and down the staff, you've got guys who can get players. I think, and and I really do think, and I'm not saying it's going to be like when Hugh Freeze got the Ole Miss, and there's going to all of a sudden you're going to see top five classes at Mississippi State or anything like that. But there is, I think, there's going to be a much more. There's going to be an uptick, I think. Uptick is the word I guess I would use. There's going to be an emphasis on recruiting that maybe you haven't seen at Mississippi State in quite a while. I think Moorhead emphasized recruiting, but his staff weren't as good of recruiters as what you're going to see this year with Mississippi State. No, they worked hard. They worked extremely hard. But, I mean, a lot of that was Moorhead. He was kind of he was a heading up a lot. Yeah. And maybe that took away from some of what they did on the field. I don't know. But the thing about it is these are good recruiters, but they're good coaches too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get in David Turner, you got a a great SEC defensive line coach mm-hmm. that has done done it for here. I don't know, like done it years. Here. Yeah, um, you know, Chad Bumpus is an up and coming guy, and he we know that he can coach wide receivers, but he's I think he's going to be able to recruit really well. Uh, Will Friend has been coaching in the SEC forever. Uh, and, and coaching offensive lines, and no matter what you hear from the Auburn and Tennessee fans that don't seem to like him very much, he's a good coach, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to be a great recruiter. So you got all these coaches that are not only good, really good recruiters, but I think really good coaches. I think it's a great uh, chance for Mississippi State to take a step forward. The big question is, what are they going to do at offensive coordinator? And that is the huge question that has to be answered. Mm-hmm. State's got to nail this hire. You got to have a really good offensive coordinator. I feel like. Let me ask you this: Do you feel like because it's so late in in the process, and because it's just going to be tough to get a quarterback period, that you sort of have to shape your your hire around Will Rogers a little bit? And I know Will Rogers is only the quarterback here for one more year, but in year one, you have to have a guy whose offense can work with a pass first, less than mobile quarterback. Well, I think that's a good. Question because I mean, you can say, well, you know, there's it might take some time or whatever, but I feel like you got to have some results this year. Yeah. Like, I don't think Zach Arnett can come out here and be, you know, have four or five wins. Mm -hmm. I think State needs to 
focus on a guy that can at the very least run an offense with Will Rogers. And that's not to say that they're going to be, you know, an air raid person or maybe it's somebody that's versatile. Maybe it's somebody that can design an offense that is going to bring out the strengths of what Will Will Rogers does. And then after Will Rogers leaves, maybe he can change some things up. But I do think that you have to consider that at the very least. You have to consider, you know, what what an offense is going to look like with Will Rogers at the helm. Or you have to get Braden Locke and Sawyer Robertson or one of the two back from the portal and tell them, hey, it's open competition. Uh, I don't know. But State's got to get a guy that's going to be able to win this year and also win long-term. And that's um, that's kind of the, the dilemma, I guess, that's in front of them. But uh, – and and that's that, too, is why I think it's taken a while here. Yeah. Arnett yeah, has got – right. Arnett's got to get it right. I think that's something that's being lost. But people want to just hurry up and get a hire made. But I don't, I don't think that's how you handle this. I think you have to do your due diligence and get the right person in here for Mississippi State. The other thing to consider is and, – and Arnett's not going to consider this, but I will – is that I keep coming back to it. You know, you state missed in 18. They missed their up year. That should have been a 10-win year, and it wasn't. It will hurt to miss it again. Because mm-hmm. then you're talking about a full decade where it, it, it will be at least 11, 12 years since you've won 10 games. Yeah. Yeah, you won it in, in 14. And that's hard to do here. It's very hard. hard to do here. And like right now, if you if you just look at the roster as it's constructed right now. You're thinking about like what Chris Parsons' junior year, so like 26, 25. That's a long time to wait to get back to have that up year, especially when Ole Miss has had theirs. They yeah. had theirs two years well, ago. Well, it really just depends on you know what state's doing in the portal, how guys are um, developing. Mm-hmm. With the portal being what it is now, I mean, you could turn some rosters over quick. You can. Or and, and get some players in here that can be difference makers. Part of that might be the way that he's setting up the staff to be recruiters. That he's yep. thinking I might need to do that. Yeah, but you you don't want to put Arnett in a really difficult situation, right? Heading into twenty twenty four because there's going to be a lot of pressure if he's not able to get something done this year. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of pressure on that tenure being quick, and yeah. he. You know he needs that, and again, that's why he's kind of taking his time on this. His job is on the line, mm-hmm. and that that's why you're not seeing some of these guys returning that that you like. Um, some people don't want to lose Mason Miller. Some people don't want to lose Jason Washington. Guys like that. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, he's got to get the guys that are gonna uh, help him win ball games. His job's on the line. Mm-hmm. Not to say those guys can't, but uh, he 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 believes that will aren't will. Arnett, Will Friend does gives him the best opportunity um, to to win up front with what he does, I guess, recruiting or whatever. So, yeah, yep. All right, tomorrow we're back with the rumblings. Let's get into it. We haven't had one yet in the past couple of weeks, uh, so we will jump back in. Send your questions to us. We'll be happy to answer them. And then from there, uh, the rest of the week, we've got basketball to talk about. We've got we'll have some we will have coaching news by the end of this week. I feel almost positive. Sure. We might have athletic director news by the end of this week as I well. Hope so. We haven't talked much about that just because honestly, that's another one where like they've done a good job of sealing things up. But I feel like they're coming down to the home stretch for that uh, for sure. So send in your questions. We'll get those on tomorrow's show. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey, Dad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.